All right, y'all, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. We're on episode 32, and we have probably my favorite guest that we've ever had on today. We are going to be interviewing our husbands. Woohoo! <laughs> Hello. You have to break so the song can happen. Oh, that's right. Break. <laughs> Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So today we have Jonathan and Taylor on with us. Welcome to the Adorn Podcast, guys. Not used guys, to guys. It's so weird. We've never had guys. Yeah. Have you ever had a voice this deep on your podcast? <laughs> no, we never. We got two deep voices. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's let everybody know who is married to who. So this is Aaron speaking, and this is my husband, Taylor. Hello, this is Taylor speaking, husband to Aaron. <laughs> and this is Casey. Most of you are probably used to our voices, yeah, but yeah. then this is Jonathan. This is Jonathan. I'm your wife. No, I'm your husband. <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> we a really great start. Yeah, I'm your husband. <laughs> we have got I a lot husband. to work out today, apparently. This is going to be fun. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so usually we start out with having our interviewees give us a fun fact. So, babe, you want to give us a fun fact about yourself? Um, I didn't prepare him for this, so. I can stand on oh, this my gross. toe knuckles. Mm. Yes. Knuckles. You don't want a visual? I would say just picture it, but you don't. It's weird. Hey, I got a like, question. Like about how a ballerina stands on their tippy toes? No. I man. can walk around like that. It's okay. babe. What's a toe Taylor knuckle? Taylor the ballerina. <laughs> What's a toe the knuckle? <laughs> is that a knuckle. type of vegetable? <laughs> no. That is a um, a medical term for the knuckle of the toe. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Using your paramedic knowledge here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an embarrassing one. Way to, way to go Aaron there. is embarrassed by this. <laughs> I love you and your weird toe knuckles. <laughs> okay, so that was Taylor, the paramedic, <laughs> that can stand on his toe knuckles. Jonathan, do you have any random facts about yourself? Well, I cannot stand on my toe knuckles. <laughs> um, my ran- I guess my random fact would be when I was a kid, I won a coloring contest. Coloring? At my local grocery store. You mean like with a crayon? Like with cra- <laughs> no multiple crayons. <laughs> like I won the con. Col- How did I say it? Coloring. <laughs> coloring. <laughs> what? Coloring. Color. Col- coloring. Coloring. <laughs> oh, I'm learning so <laughs> much. About a coloring right contest. <laughs> no, but I seriously, I w- so it was a, at my local grocery store. I don't know. I was six, seven, eight years old, maybe a little bit older. I don't know, but I won. And the winning prize was I got to get a little, you know, those little yellow shopping carts. Okay. Those kids' shopping carts. Yeah. I got to take a shopping cart for one if minute. you're in Texas, you call it a buggy. Oh, yeah. Don't call it a buggy. <laughs> for one minute, I got to run around the store and put whatever I wanted in that shopping cart, and I got to take it home. No way. And so Whoa. I went straight to the candy aisle, went straight yeah. to the ice cream. <gasps> now if I were to do that, like, I would die to be able to do that again. Yeah. I'd run around H-E-B for a minute and oh. get anything you want. Steak, all yeah, the I'd, steak. Yeah, I'd go get all the good meat. <laughs> I don't know what I would get. What would you I get? Mean, she wouldn't get steak. I, I wouldn't get steak. <laughs> can't eat steak. So that wasn't my thought. I was thinking like all the kombucha. <laughs> I was thinking all the candy for you. Be yeah, real, Erin. Okay. Let's be real. Oh, the jelly bean section. You know how they have. <laughs> See? Oh yeah. See yeah, the bulk jelly beans. I'd still do what you did when you were seven. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What would you get, Taylor? I would get coffee. Oh yeah, you would. I'd Monsters. get a bunch of yeah. I'd get a bunch of energy drinks, coffee, and probably 
like five pounds of peanut butter. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> peanut butter is your, your love language. <laughs> and you'd eat that while standing on your toe knuckles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so oh <laughs> let's get down to the real reason we have you guys here today. So we thought it would be fun in our little kind of mini series on marriage to talk to some men and mm -hmm. get some men's perspectives. So this episode is going to primarily be about them. We talk about us a lot, but it's going to be about them and how they feel loved, what we can do for them to make them feel more respected. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. Do you guys want to start with um, some marriage tips? What would be your... Let's each start with one. What would be your number one marriage tip to give somebody? So if someone asked me for a marriage tip, mm -hmm. I would say spend intentional time with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, make set, set a date on the calendar that, okay, we're going to go on a date night or we're going to go do this together or that. Uh, make it a priority to spend, you know, good intentional time together. And then the other thing I would say would be to respect and encourage each other to have individual hobbies and interests mm. and make time for those uh, with each other um, just just making time for each other to have that that time alone and to refresh yeah I think that's a really good point we talked about that um, a couple episodes back about making sure date night is a priority and um, like having fun together and that kind of stuff but I think that's a really good point that um, and to be totally honest I'm not super good at that second half of that marriage mm -hmm. tip of encouraging um, that alone time or that rest time or time with friends, but um, I've been working on it, right? You have, yeah. I'm you really, yes. Better? Yeah. Yes, but I have seen the value in it because I know that it does It does make you feel loved and respected, and so when I can lay down my own pride and my own desires and um, do that, and you do it really well for me, you allow me to do stuff with my friends and stuff like that all the time, I do, I do see the value in that, so I think that's really helpful. How about you, Jonathan? Go to bed together. I know that's not always super practical, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, you work, Taylor, you work crazy hours, mm -hmm. middle of the night, and lots of, lots of couples do that. Um, but just whenever you can, um, that's something that we've always done that's been valuable is whenever we can um, try to go to bed at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, number two, your kids are, your kids are going to leave the house someday, yeah. mm -hmm. but your spouse won't. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully that's the end goal <laughs> right? of this, yes. this whole podcast. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. the whole purpose, <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, Live your life in preparation for that. One, mm -hmm. you know, teaching and training your kids, but also two, investing into your your marriage um, yep. because you're going to want to spend time with each other and love each other after the kids have left the house. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, let's see. She's lying if she says she doesn't like gifts. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, Preach maybe there's someone out there, but Preach I've it. never met anybody that doesn't actually like diamonds or doesn't like <laughs> gifts or a candy bar wow. <laughs> wow. no that's oh not yeah diamonds. that's not i mean when's the last time i bought you a diamond uh, when uh, we, 11 years ago yeah before we got married <laughs> <laughs> i bought you some limon chips the other day Aaron. you did that? you bought me limon chips those hey, are my favorite even if they're chips i mean yes. that's a gift oh yeah I food is a gift. yes i think there's something to that that definitely yeah. shows us that we're loved yeah, yeah for sure sometimes the simpler is the better mm -hmm. yes absolutely. um and then I'd agree with you, Taylor, date your spouse. Um, also, if you don't have anything common that you like to do together, then find something that you like to do together. Yeah. Like, don't live your life not yeah. not right. having anything in common because um, that's, that's kind of silly. Right. Um, and then, you know, as a husband, I think pouring yourself out for your family is huge. So pour yourself out for your family and 
to your family. So for your family, as far as work hard, mm-hmm. um, and then pour yourself out to your family. When you get home from the day, get home from whatever it is, um, you know you're in a way you're you're going to work still. Mm-hmm. Like you, having a, a thriving family and a thriving marriage um, is not always easy sometimes. So sometimes you have to go in the door knowing that, hey, I can't just go sit. I need to work hard um, to to make this thing what it needs to be. Um, and then I'd say also, lastly, I guess is serve each other 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're both doing that as husband and wife, if you're both serving each other 100% of the time without expecting anything in return, then it's going to be a happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I think a lot of people always say 50-50, right, when you mm-hmm. think about that, yeah. but that's not true. It's 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. That yeah. was a lot. I want to break all of those down. I know. Those I know. Good. I told him that last night. I was like, it's a bunch of little snippets. We're not going to yeah. have time to like break all of them down. But but yeah. just to bring in some scripture to what you're saying, I think that's that's so true about how husbands are called to, I like how you said, pour out for your family and pour out to your family. And yeah. um, we see that when in creation that he, Adam was created to work. And so that that's um that's a really good. Look at you bringing the Bible into this mm-hmm. thing. Imagine I, didn't even, I didn't even read any actual scripture, but it is true. It is in there. Go yes. look it up. Yes. <laughs> Go look it so up. So we've talked about before that a husband's job is to love his wife and a wife's job is to respect her husband. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that's super important. And, um, and in a lot of co- our conversations in the past, it has come down to reasons that we might have like arguments or disagreements, a lot of times comes down to you not feeling respected. So what are some ways that you as men um, feel respected, things that your wives can do or have done that make you feel respected in marriage? Jonathan or Taylor, either one can start. Uh, I mean, I think just submission, but just even in little things, just like you know, where, where, where do you want to go for dinner? What do you want to do? That, that, that type of just small submission, that doesn't have to be huge decisions, mm-hmm. but just when Aaron leaves things like that up to me, it kind of just reminds me like, oh yeah, this is my job to lead, you know? Uh, so yeah, it doesn't have to be huge, you know, big life decisions for yeah. your family, just the little things. One thing that makes me feel respected is when Casey, when you talk to me or talk about me in front of people, like when mm-hmm. you talk, you, when you speak well of me in mm-hmm. front of people, yeah. um, and it just, it's just a affirmation that you know around your friends, around your family, around the people that were around, like you really do love me, you really do respect me, you really do think these things about me, mm-hmm. um, and so it encourages me and builds me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so on the flip side of that question, what are some things um, either that we have done or just hypothetical that would make you feel um, not respected, disrespected, unrespected? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it, disrespected? Yeah, disrespected. disrespected. Jonathan. Um, that's a, that's a, honestly, it's a tough question to answer. Um, and it's because those are tough conversations to have um, with you and your spouse. Like, that's not easy to talk about. Things that so we're going to hash this out on the podcast. Okay, right let's hash now. it out let's right now. Let's do it. Now, right this is stuff, let me preface, this is stuff that we've already talked about, so yeah. we're not going to like argue on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll argue later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd, I would preface it all with saying that what is respectful to me and disrespectful to me might not be the same for other people because everyone has different and unique love languages and they receive and give respect um, in different ways. And so I'd say for me, bringing up things in the past that we have already worked through, um, maybe mistakes I've made that 
I've already come and asked for forgiveness or we've already worked through these issues. And in the heat of a moment and emotions are running high, um, those things are brought back up that maybe happened a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, you know. Ten that, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> ten years ago, <laughs> whatever it is. And then, and then on top of that, when those things are brought up, um, perhaps in front of my children, um, I mean, I'd say you, you'd never bring those things up in front of me and our family or other people. Um, you're very good about that. But, you know, if that were to be brought up in front of our children, like, it's kind of a double whammy of, of disrespect just in the fact that, like, I'm now I'm trying, I've got three, you know, well, we have three girls. And so I've got four people in front of me that are seeing, one, seeing my past failures, but also two, just we've already dealt with that. And so there's just a double, double whammy or triple or quadruple whammy of um, just kind of feeling disrespected and, um, you know, knowing I've got to now kind of overcome this again. Um, so, yeah, very tough question to answer. Yeah, and I think that it's important to note that, like, if something's bothering you, even if it was in the past and even if it's something that you think you have worked through, like, it's okay to talk about it, but not to use as ammunition to hurt your spouse. And these times that he's talking about, I mean, I'll admit, like, I know it's ammunition, and I'm like, well, what about this and what about this? Like, I'm not bringing it up so we can, like – civilly like work through it I'm bringing it up to to hurt him and that's not right and that's not good and it is very disrespectful and so yeah that's something we we've worked through and talked about quite a bit yeah and I'd say I'd I'd do the same thing too Mm -hmm. so it's not just me saying you're doing it like I do I you know we all kind of do that it's not it's not good it's It's not not healthy it's not loving yeah but I think that is helpful to know just for all of the women listening, it is helpful to know that that is one thing that does make you feel disrespected so that we can make an effort Mm -hmm. because we might think, oh, well, he does it, so then that must not make him feel disrespected, but that just because he does it doesn't mean that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. That's a really good point, yeah. That's helpful. Thank you. Okay, so we've talked about um, in last week's episode how there is an ordained um, kind of priorities for us and that our relationship with God should come first and then our spouse and then our kids. But in certain seasons, that's that's hard to kind of balance that to make that um, visible to others and to make that known and to make our spouses feel like they are, you know, a priority above our kids and they are desired and that we do want to pursue them. So. Taylor, what are some things that either I have done um, in the past or that just help you to feel like you you are a priority in that um, I do like you and love you and want to pursue you and just just little things that maybe are helpful? Well, you're really good at giving me compliments, which I appreciate. Does she ever compliment your mustache? She does, yeah. I like your mustache. I really do. It's funny. Everyone always asks me, what does your wife think of that mustache? And I say, she likes it. And they're so shocked to hear that, that you like it. <laughs> you look really hot, though. Casey, what, what, how would you like a mustache on me? You have a mustache. Oh. <laughs> I love your mustache, babe. It's not the same as Taylor's, though. His, not like, kind of goes out. Not, yeah. Not near as manly. He's it right now. This so is fancy. It's visual. All right, sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, but on. you do. You give me lots of nice compliments, and, and they are very appreciated. Um, and then just the other thing, like, when I'm, when I'm speaking – and the girls try to try to interrupt me or try to say something. You say, just a minute, Daddy's talking. It just makes me feel special. You are special. <laughs> no, it just makes me feel respected. and Like my, my words and what I'm saying is important. That's good. I think those are really helpful things, too, because those are mm-hmm. things that 
people listening can go, oh, okay, I can do that. Right. I can tell my kids to wait a second. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that would make a difference, but, mm-hmm. but it does yeah. apparently. So that's yeah. helpful. Thanks. What about you, babe? What, what have I done or can do? Um, just simple things for in those sis- those sizzy beasons, those busy seasons. <laughs> <In> the sizzy beasons. <laughs> the busy seasons. Just simple things that I can do to make you feel like I actually like you. Um, and I mean, you know, I'll always love you, but I think it's important to remember, like, your spouse wants to be liked mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So, what are things I can do to make you, f- or things I do do that make you feel actually liked and desired and like pursued and a priority? All of the things. One, I think that's I think that's key because that is what I, I want to feel liked. Like I do know that you love me, um, and so that's something that I'm. I always wake up knowing that you love me. But I mean, there's this element, there's this kid element inside of all of us um, men. I think that, man, I want her to really like me. <laughs> like I want to do something to make her like me. Um, and so I think one thing you do well, and and I like that you do this or when you do this, um, and you can definitely do it as much as you want. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> no, it sounds really simple, but with, no, don't, don't be nervous. When we're when we are, you know, when we're in public or when we're um, with our girls or out or wherever, um, just putting your hand on my back or holding my hand or um, touching my leg, <laughs> or <laughs> putting your hand on my neck or whatever it is, just like that's a. It's as weird as it seems. Like that's a physical affirmation of, mm-hmm. hey, you're mine. Like you're, mm-hmm. I, I still like you. I, I still desire you. I still want to be um, your wife. I still want to be your bride. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think that's what it comes down to me is like just the little things where it's just re- reaffirming, mm-hmm. reaffirming. Um, so is that, is that yeah. good? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, that's good. I think that's another just super practical thing. Yeah, like, really I, simple. Yeah, as we go on in our day-to-day um our marriages as we've been married longer, as we have more kids, like sometimes we feel like we don't have enough hands for all mm-hmm. of our kids. And so sometimes we forget to touch our husbands. Yeah. Like that sounds crazy. But yeah, sometimes we forget that just like holding their hand or like you said, like rubbing his back or whatever for two seconds mm-hmm. can mean a lot. It says you're here. I love you. I see you. I desire you. You're mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like that. I think that's good. I think it's Practical. really interesting too, because it comes back to what you were saying before of you really have to know your spouse and their love languages True. because clearly Taylor says compliments so words mm-hmm. of affirmation yeah. and then physical touch so it's it really does come down to knowing what makes them feel desired because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. your husband's love language is not words of affirmation you could say a million things and yes it is still great and it is still a wonderful thing mm-hmm. it's never going to be a bad thing but it might not have the same effect as mm-hmm. you know if their love language is gifts then giving them a little monster right. on the way home or a little snack or whatever like so it, it really comes down to knowing your spouse and what makes them feel mm-hmm. desired and we are not i meant to say this at the first of the show but our marriages are not perfect. Like we, d- we aren't claiming that our marriages are perfect. Um, that's not why we wanted to bring our husbands on today. We wanted to bring them on just so we could have some real raw conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, Jonathan and I have been to counseling quite a bit because of lots of different stuff that's happened in our life. And it started out being for my anxiety and has gone more towards just like couples counseling mm-hmm. once a month or so. And um, so we've, worked on a whole lot of stuff marriage is work and so we're not perfect so I just wanted to like throw that out there so no one will be think that we're saying like you have to do it how we're doing it like no No, not at all we just thought this would be fun to to and good to hear a man's perspective on things 
Yes. Yeah. So let's ask a fun question. So, Taylor, we'll start with you. What is one of your favorite memories um, from our marriage? Oh, I thought you were going to say ever. Okay, ever. <laughs> well, not from when you were a kid. It has to include me. No, it's us <laughs> of our lives <laughs> together. Well, you were with him as a kid, so. That's true. <laughs> I think I would say that when we went to Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. because of a Craigslist ad. This is true. Wait, tell the whole story because it's really cool. Yeah, I want to hear this story. <laughs> You've never heard it? I don't know. We don't. Oh, first, uh, PSA, it. if you're a teenager, don't Dating. do this. This is not a good <laughs> idea, actually. How old were we? 19? We were 19, yeah. Yeah, it was two years before we got married. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted a, a, a new Toyota 4Runner, so I found the one I wanted in Phoenix, Arizona. And I called the guy. It was a nice old man who had owned it since it was new. And I said, I'm going to come buy it. And he said, okay, I'll hold it for you. So we bought plane tickets. and fl- We also sent him money. We Don't sent him that. a check Don't in the mail. Don't send people from Craigslist money. Bad idea. And it wasn't a scam? It wasn't a scam. Well, this oh. was 10 years ago. I people know. were honest 10 years ago. Or however long. Yeah, it well, was yeah, I, You know, I talked to him on the phone, and I just got a good feeling that he was a nice guy. So good yeah. vibes. You had a good feeling vibes. in your toe knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I'm going to see how often I can bring that up. <laughs> okay. Worked yeah, that so we sent him the money. We bought the plane ticket. Yep, we went to Phoenix and, and bought it, and we had just a, a blast. We drove up to Sedona and off-roaded all around Sedona and the, on all the trails up there. It was so fun. It was, so, it was just such an adventure, you know. We were yeah. 19 years old and flying to a city we really never been to to buy a vehicle that we'd never seen in person. Yeah. From no a guy we'd never met. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so fun. Yeah, we just had cash, and so let's go. That was that great. Was fun. That was fun. See, I like that one. What about you, babe? You have any good memories? Sorry, I keep calling you babe because that's what I call <laughs> you. I don't and I usually awkward. call Terry that too, but I'm trying not to I so don't that know we don't have so many babes yeah. going on <laughs> yeah, here. There's a lot of babes in here. Yeah. There's a lot of babes in here. Do you have a good memory of us? I hope you do. <laughs> We've been together a long time. Oh, I hope there's at least one. Gosh, I have. It's hard to I have a, yeah, it is. I have a ton of good memories. Can I go before? I mean, yeah, absolutely. So I'll say this. Like we, I have. You know, we've been good about dating each other through marriage. And so, um, I mean, when I think of memories, I think of so many things. And it's just the consistent, you know, coffee nights and movies Mm -hmm. and going and staying in a hotel for special occasions or whatever it is. Um, But I will. I'm going to do a tailored. I'm going to go back before we were married. um, And I used to, you know, try to be a try to be a player and, (laughs) you know, spend the money. And um, but no, it was. (laughs) It was that it was that date we went on. We went to this like super nice <laughs> restaurant. Oh gosh. You, you probably didn't have any fun. I don't know. <laughs> I felt I felt I felt like I was something. So um I mean I think it so cost fun. it cost us like three hundred dollars at this restaurant. We yeah, had, it was insane. I mean it was like a seven course meal. We were the only ones. They opened up this restaurant for us. Whoa. Be- they they served us champagne sorbet and we were like eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and then, yeah, and they, yeah, they served us these raw egg things yes. and all this stuff. I mean, I, I don't even know if the food was good. Um, <laughs> but it was the experience. The experience was good. And I think, did I, did I buy you a dress? You bought I a bought dress. you, I bought you a dress for this <gasps> wow. event. Um, and then we went and we ate and it was like super fancy. And then we got into my, um, 1997 Chevy Cavalier and we drove out to the drive-in movie theater. Oh, fun. Um, and so, like, completely changed directions. And yeah. it wasn't. Because it was out in the country. From, from <laughs> completely fancy to completely yeah. country. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't even remember what movie we watched. Um, but it was, mm-hmm. I just, it, was, it was just tons of fun. And I, for some reason, that one always sticks out in my mind, that date. 
um, mm. that we had. Yeah, I felt like I was on, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette because he, like, bought me a dress yeah. and, like, took me on this surprise date. And it had, like, several different, like, parts to the day. And yeah, yeah, I felt super special. Oh, it's one that sticks cute. out in my mind, too, even though the food was not that great. <laughs> I did not have a fancy But then we had popcorn and stuff afterwards. Yes, that made up for it. <laughs> but, yeah. That is so funny. Good memories. So we've talked about our roles within marriage and how as women and men, we have very distinct and separate and different roles, but then we're also very dependent on each other. And we believe that God has laid these roles out clearly in the Bible for us. So Jonathan, why do you think it's important for us to live within these roles that God's laid out for us in the Bible? I think that our marriage should be a representation of who God is. Um, and God is, as y'all have spoken about on this podcast, um, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in three distinct persons, um, but submitting to each other and um, somewhat dependent on each other, pointing to each other. Um, but yet they're one. And so I think that's how a representation of, or our marriage should be a representation of that, where we are submitting to each other, um, but yet we are one. That's good. I think it's a really good analogy to remind us that um, we have our distinct roles, just like the Trinity. And and as we think about that for for our marriages, we see that you know the husband is called to be the leader and the wife is called to be the helper. So, is there anywhere else in Scripture that we kind of see that um, laid out for us? And in in why is that important? Yeah, I mean the the Bible goes back and and relates Christ's relationship with the church to a, you know a bride and a groom relationship, mm-hmm. the groom being Christ and the church being the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just also, we have five daughters between our two families, so the importance of, of showing them a, a good, godly, you know, biblical marriage is huge because we're going to have, we're, we're raising not five girls, but five brides one day, you know, mm-hmm. who will go on to be mothers to pass it down the, the lineage mm-hmm. of, of Christian people, so... Yeah, I think that's a really good point that's that we haven't talked that much point. about, mm-hmm. is that how our marriages are a reflection to our kids, but mm-hmm. also they are that reflection of Christ in the church to our kids, and that um, we should be teaching them that, which is hard in today's culture to kind of have that firm grasp of this is true, this mm-hmm. is the way that God calls us to do that, and to stand firm in that. And in order for them to be able to do that, we, we have to be able to do that, even when culture tells us, no, don't submit, or no, you're not right. a helper, that mm-hmm. to be like, no, this is what God designed, and this is beautiful when it's walked out, and um, yeah, it's good. So I feel like so far, we've approached most of these questions coming from um, a place of like a healthy, a healthy marriage, and we know that marriages aren't always healthy and thriving and we go through difficulties in our marriage and it's not always easy. So Jonathan, do you have any tips or suggestions for people that might be going through a struggle in their marriage in a time of maybe when things aren't so healthy? Yeah. Anytime you have two sinners together in a relationship, things get messy. Um, And when things get messy, then you need to get help. Um, and that's okay. And so I would say to humble yourself um, and just know that uh, getting help in some form or fashion, whether that's counseling or, um, I mean, whatever it is, like don't be, don't be better than that. Um, 
because your marriage is worth it. It is. And I think that, honestly, I think there's two hang-ups for people to get, like, professional help. Um, one is pride, mm-hmm. that it's tough to admit that you need help. Um, and I think the other is usually finances because counseling, professional help isn't always cheap. Um, but just like we talked about with dating before, don't let that be an excuse. You know, don't don't buy that dress and instead go to counseling appointment or whatever it is. It will be worth it for your marriage to be in a healthy place. It, it's worth the sacrifice. And, I mean, even if it's just our premarital counselor said he believes every couple should go at least once a year. Um, and that's always stuck out to us. And I think he, he said, especially if you're in ministry, he kind of added that on for Jonathan. Um, but I would say like once a quarter would be healthy. We go, we try to go once a month and we're in a good place right now. Like we're not going because our marriage is in like distress or anything. I feel like we're in a really healthy place. But part of the reason we're in a healthy place is because we have sought that help when we needed it because we have been through messy seasons. I've talked about on here before. We've we've lost friends. We've lost a baby. We, we've been through tough times. And so getting that help has been 100% worth it. Yeah, that's really good. Do you have anything else you want to add on to that, babe? I, I just say that, you know, when you get married, you're entering into a covenant for life. Mm-hmm. And I think too many people this day and age just have that option in the back of their mind. Well, you know, if it's not going well, you just have a way out and just get divorced. And then you think the world is is just rampant with that idea that you can just get divorced if it doesn't work out. But we as Christians, you know, we need to look at our spouses and say, I'm not going anywhere. No matter how bad this gets, how hard this gets, what we go through, I'm not going anywhere, and it's you and me together, and so let's work it out. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's put in the work, whether it be go to counseling, if if we need to get right with the Lord, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we're gonna we're not going any anywhere, and we're gonna work it out together. I think that that's really helpful, and I we kind of mentioned that last week talking about how Matt Chandler said that phrase, "I'm not going anywhere," and we, I found out the word. It's ahava, ahava, ahava love. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, and and to be honest, I think that is super helpful because sometimes you just need that assurance mm-hmm. like in the in mm-hmm. the craziness or in the argument or whatever it is in the sorrow that you're walking through just hearing s- hearing you say I'm not going anywhere is like okay we can do this mm-hmm. because I know we're in it together and so I, I think that is really practical and helpful thank you guys so much for being here with us today this was so much fun absolutely that was fun yeah, it was a lot fun. of fun glad you're here glad you didn't fall asleep Taylor <laughs> Thank you, babe. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Okay, do you have a verse of scripture you'd like to end the show with? Yeah, I'm going to read Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 from the message. It says, watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.